Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Lumo Energy SA. 100% Australian-owned. With energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. This is Sports Day. It's the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. You'll hear Sports Day every weeknight from 6pm with me, Paul Bonzer, and with me tonight, coach of the Norwood Footy Club, Jade Rawlings. Twig, welcome back. Thanks, Bonz. It's a little bit of a sad night tonight because our last show together. <laughs> uh, it's been very enjoyable. Uh, <laughs> it's been good. Yeah, exciting day to round it out. And we know we're not far from the footy season because the other two great men come and take the seat. Uh, yes, forward. yes. Uh, David Woody, Malcolm Blight will be back next Monday. So uh, we wrap up and uh, Dan Menz will be with us for the last two shows this week. And uh, But yes, your last show and we do thank you. Um, for being here across the summer. Now, it's a massive day. It's International Women's Day. So we're going to touch on some of the great women athletes through South Australia and Australia. The Marsh Cub is on Twig. Um, do we want to give the score? Oh, I think it's worth just confronting it. It's going to be a, a fascinating chase from the... Yes, the it's going to be a big chase. Let's say that. We might touch on that just a bit later. But uh, West Australia having a pretty good day. Test match starts tomorrow in India. Two pitches prepared. Why not? Um, <laughs> we've got On Your Bike, my favourite segment, um, Bike SA. Uh, um, we're going to tell someone to get on their bike. Love it. Uh, the golf starts tomorrow as well. The Players' Championship, one of my favourite tournaments. And one of your former players who was a draftee with the Crows, um, Max Michelani, will be with us. Yeah, look forward to hearing from Max. He... He's an unbelievable young fella and he's got a great temperament and I think we'll find when we talk to him, you'll just see a really authentic person who's just loving what he's doing and uh, he won't change that boy. He's a really good person. And also your calls, your text on 0427 154 166 or give us a call 1300 736 736. Be part of the show. Who is your favourite female athlete? And we'll get into them very shortly. All thanks to Char Time, the home of freshly brewed tea. Thirsty at Char Time? Explore our ready-made signature drink range inspired by Char Time fan faves. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. All right, we will give the score. A WA of five for 336. With five overs to go. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's not the final score. They've still got five overs to go. Uh, Josh Inglis, um, 138, not out. He was a star. But before we get into that, it is an International Women's Day, as I said, across the station all day. We've been talking about who are the best women athletes. So I'm going to pose the question to you, and let's maybe just have a discussion about it first. Who is the currently Australia's greatest female athlete for you, Twig? Well, I've... And this interesting to answer because it's really dependent on what you value. Is it uh, out-and-out performance? Is it the continuity of that performance? Is it international? Uh, There's a few things to consider, but I think it's hard to go past Sam Kerr. Like her impact on the 
international stage, uh, still very much close ties to Australia and always performs when the opportunity's yes. there. So I'm probably more leaning towards Sam Kerr. I love what Ariane Titmus has done on the world stage from a swimming perspective and being a Tasmanian, there's a slight bias there, yes. very slight yes. bias. But when you get to the, the top of the tree in that sport in particular, swimming, you, you've done a good job. So I just want to recognise the station for being so proactive with recognising International Women's Day. And it's, I'm just thinking when I came in, have I heard as much about it in previous mm. years? And my gut feel is no. And yes. I feel as though the recognition it was, has been really tasteful today and putting it on stage and really getting people to think about it contribution of females in the sporting industry and and on the equal with the sports as well whether it's cricket whether it's AFL whether it's soccer whether it's swimming hockey cricket I'm sorry basketball this wide varied and varied amount of sports that our female athletes have been dominant in yeah I agree hats off to uh, the network they've done a great job across all the stations today um, a couple of other names that come to my mind Minji Lee golf um, the, the Aussie cricketers like they are the best team in the world by a mile in any sport just about um, Ash Gardner, Beth Mooney, they're probably the two best at the moment. Um, Steph Gilmore, surfing titles after surfing title, and she's still uh, doing that. So, yeah, look, I, I'm with you. I think Sam Kerr is the standout. If you have to pick one, I think she's the one. And I think just on our women's cricket team, you and I have covered their performances over the last few weeks. There's going to be more players that emerge as all-time greats, I'm convinced, in the Australian cricket team. Like, yeah. Tali McGrath is a seriously good player, and she's always just scratched the surface of what she could do. Uh, Darcy Brown, uh, there's some really good players in there that are about to take over because the Elise Perry, uh, Meg Lanning, and Alyssa Healy have been our f- probably three major ones that we look at when it comes to f- women's yep. cricket with Gardner and Mooney not far behind. But I feel as though they've been the three pillars, and then it's about to be a, a change coming over the next 12 months, and they'll be figuring in these type of chats moving forward. South are the greatest all-time women. And I think you've got one that stands at the top of your tree. Well, I'm a massive fan of female basketball and have been a, a viewer of it for a long time. And uh, I think Rachel Spawn's impact at international level and for the Lightning was yep. a, a high level merit. And I, the thing I liked about Rachel, and I, only, I think it might have been in a company once last year at a SNFL function, she got great humility. I think that's the thing I really warm to Rachel as well that she played high competitive level of sport was consistent, uh, appreciated the game, was fair, but just looks like a good person. And uh, She is. I know, I know her reasonably well, and, yeah. and she is a superstar uh, on and off the court. A great lady. Um, some other names from uh, South Australian sport, Juliet Haslam for hockey, Erin uh, Phillips, of course, Vicky Cardwell, my old PE teacher, Vicky, back in the dark ages. Uh, she played that? squash uh, at Westlakes High. So uh, she was my PE teacher, Vicky. Um, Were you a good scholar? Oh, uh, no, nah, I was ordinary. I, I was okay. I, I was I was just a good boy and sat there and did my work. Uh, Karen Rolton, of course. Just uh, on Karen Ga- Rolton. Yes. You've made it if you've got a ground named after you. Yeah, that's you, fair. You don't fluke that. And that yeah. is a prominent ground as well, just on the outskirts of the city. And Is, uh, is that better than the statue? G'day, Blighty. <laughs> Statue's a pretty big deal in it. <laughs> uh, Marjorie Jackson Nelson, uh, Natalie Von Birdo, now Natalie Bodie, um, one ex Norwood skipper. Um, what about all time Australian athletes? Like we, we, the ones that come straight to mind: Kathy Freeman, Elise Perry, Ash Barty of late, Lane Beachley, Lauren Jackson, Lauren Jackson, Susie O'Neill. Yes, definitely. Love Jane, Susie. Jane Fleming, for those who are more of our vintage. Yes. And did you say Kathy Freeman? 
I, I did. She you was did, off the yeah. top. So, and Sherelle McMahon's the other one who was immortalised yes. in Melbourne today. And her contribution in netball, similar to what we spoke about with Rachel Spawn, the consistency, the capacity to perform in domestic levels and also international. There's another name I put in there, Natalie Cook, who's a beach volleyballer. And uh, just mentioned to you before we started, had a golf day last Friday and she was the guest speaker. And she told a fantastic story. So they won the gold medal at the Sydney Olympics beach volleyball. It was a massive deal. They were playing Brazil. They'd only beaten Brazil once before. And this was their stage. So they, they weren't going to lose. They beat Brazil. They never lost to them again. And what Australia Post did at the time, they bought out a postcard of the two of them with the gold medals around their neck. Nat Cook bought 365 of them and sent one of them to the Brazilians every day <laughs> for a year. That's <laughs> it, awful. Even when they're on tour and they're in the same hotel, she'd just slip it under the door. <laughs> and she said sometimes they came back with holes in the eyes and <laughs> naughty words written on them, but it was a great story. Uh, if you get a chance to hear Natalie Cook speak at any function, go do it because she was uh, hilarious, outstanding. Oh, it's great to hear because they were pioneers, weren't they? Because Kerry Potas was her... yes. Mixed, uh, sorry, yes, doubles partner. I think for the four of the five Olympics. Volleyball. And yeah. what, they, they bought, put the sport on the stage. Yes. I think it was one of those sports that because we were the host nation, we got to provide a sport. And yep. it, it was, wasn't was rocking. From my memory, it was really popular. And it's a feature on the Olympics every year now. It is. Uh, every four years, I should say. Yeah, she's on the Olympic Committee for Brisbane as well, 32. Uh, we have caller on the line, Twig. Uh, Tom wants to chat about Carlton. Tom, welcome to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Yeah, hey, um, boys. Hey yeah, Tom. Now, um, yeah, just want to get your both of your opinion, but um, as a Carlton supporter, just when we're just thinking we're, we're going to start to first get in the finals by now, I'm a bit. I was a bit concerned, but when they've done all the signings, Harry, Charlie, but Tom, the Carlton. Now, my view is, I don't care Kane calls, they get all the the love in the story coming. We first of all, we haven't got. Started. We we see we get in the finals first. I think I'm pretty sure we got a good team, but that was the last player we want to lose because he's just developed. He's about to start to show his maturity and as a good player. And all the stories hearing, you know, like you would heard today, right? Him leaving, I would say, say to Tom, or if he doesn't want to stay, or all right, but I'll be very. Surprised he goes, but if he does, not 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 to Sydney. All right, we'll go to St Kilda, and I say, all right, St Kilda. Because there was thought that Silvani was going to look at him. Oh, Tommy, right, we'll Tommy, I first. think I think you're jumping at shadows a little bit, mate. I don't think he's going anywhere yet. No, but but the, the more the, the more it goes, I'm a bit concerned. But he's going to be a very good player. I think, Tom, what the time to get concerned would be for six weeks to go on the season that still wasn't signed. It, it, it just creates alarm, alarmist sort of behaviour yeah. when they're uncontracted and potential to leave all that. I'm sure DeConning hasn't even thought about any of that sort of stuff. And he and Pitney will be the one-two ruck this year. And Tom might emerge as the preferred ruck as the year goes on. depends on Pitney's form. But I wouldn't be too concerned that Tom DeConning would be leaving. I don't know how they're going to fit them all into the salary cap. They've got some guys who, are, from what you gather, Quite highly paid at Carlton, and they've all got to fit in. But I think De Conning, to me, looks as though he's really invested in Carlton. He looks happy, and and I think, you know, we haven't bounced the ball yet. 
We're still a, a, a week away from the start of the season, which is going to be exciting. You can understand in Tom's situation of, of, course. of concern that yes. if you hear people who are in the know or have conversations with people that start making noises about the possibility of them leaving, it can concern you. I'll give you a cricket score. WAR6 for 354. We are two and a half overs left, 47.3 overs bold. So it's probably going to be a chase of around 370, 380 which is possible, but it'll be tough. Is that fair? Yeah, it will be. The, as you described before, the pitch looks outstanding for a one day. Uh, but I wouldn't say that South Australia bowled their full capacity, and I think WA have the lights out. So when you chase a target around 380 in a one day, it's nothing but fireworks at the start, so it'll be worth having a look at. Yeah, if you miss the start as well, Henry Hunt dropped uh, Josh Inglis on 26. Pretty regulation catch. Um, catches always go down, but but that was pretty regulation. He went on to make 138, Josh Inglis. And, uh, yeah, WA, we're going to post a big score. Um, Just on WA. Yeah. Haven't they become an unbelievable state? They had a it's little, nuts. There was a little period there where they were struggling to develop Australian players and their, their domestic oh, – sorry, their state-level cricket was poor. Yes. And they – I'm a massive fan of Bojas. I've never met him. There's yep. something about his coaching. I just feel like he's got a great capacity to galvanise – team. He seems to be able to do it for the Scorchers, for the Marsh Cup and also the Sheffield Shield and they just look like an unbelievably united and connected group and that well, goes a long way. It all started when Justin Langer took over. That was the turnaround. So, um, Lumo SA, Aussie owned, made for South Australia. Coming up on the show, On Your Bike, my favourite segment and later, Max Michael Annie from the Crows. The award winning seven seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Lumo Energy SA. 100% Australian owned. With energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. You're listening to Sports Day. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports Day SA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Paul Bonza and Jade Rawlings with you. We are just looking after the show for the rest of the week. And then the big boys are back next week. David Wildey, Malcolm Blight will be with you for the whole footy season. It's time for my favourite segment, Twig. Uh, on your bike, thanks to Bike SA. Take the Bike SA Grand Slam Cycling Challenge. All right, who are you going to put on the bike, Twig, and tell them to... Get on their bike. Well, <laughs> the variations in the sub rule yes. over the last 10 or 11 years. It's been a bit of a shambles, hasn't it? Well, it came in in good faith to try and allow teams there was considered disadvantage if you went one down. Yep. But then the loopholes within it and the, the shameful element of – I saw it. I was coaching Brisbane and then yeah. Melbourne when the sub was in back then. And you watched – there's two parts to it. The person received the green vest pregame. Yep. That was always interesting to see their body language. And you watch the person who receives the red when they're not injured. Yeah. So, and then apparently that was all too much. So then we'll make it, then I think it was went out of the game for a bit. Then yep. it became a concussion sub. And then the validity of the concussion sub and whether the player did get removed from the game, should he have played the next week? We never quite could commit to that. Yep. And now they're in. A, but one thing I actually probably don't mind the way it is now is it now can be strategic advantage. And each week they'll be used and it'll be deployed at various times. Could be based upon injury, but if not, the trend 10 years ago was about that halfway to late in the third quarter, and generally it was a mad runner hmm. who came on. So I'll be interested to watch it, but I find the fluctuate. We've all got to change. There's no doubt about that. I'm fine with that. But the the, the reasoning behind the sub each time I think's had some clunkiness to it. 
I did like um, um, Luke Hodge said one day. That's that's one of the premierships they won towards the end was they showed resilience and they were they did go players down, but they still won the flag, and that meant more to him. Yeah, it's, if you lose you lose a player, you keep battling on. Yeah, so it, that's, interesting. There's a lot in that because it is a marathon, yep. and I, that's why I'm critical of the SSP and the mid season draft is that you have the opportunity to assemble your list based on 2023. Yep. And what comes with that, yep, it can be unfair sometimes, but so is life. And I just feel as though that Hodge comment that you made makes a lot of sense because yeah. it is about a marathon. But sometimes the journey is the greatest part, Bonds. Yeah, that's and right. The outcome celebration has changed your life, but the journey of how you got there and what you had to endure individually and collectively to then celebrate, that's the beauty of it. Yep, I agree. Um I've got some low-hanging fruit here uh, for mine on your bike. Um, the curators, or basically the ICC, curators have prepared two pitches for the test tomorrow, and uh, they're going to the Indians are going to decide which one they want to play on. They're being innovative, Paul. It's I, I think they've made that decision now, but uh, it's just ridiculous. Well, good, um, good luck taking on the BCCI. Yes. Uh, so that's on your bike. Thanks to the Bike SA Grand Slam Cycling Challenge. It continues at Woodside. Sunday, the 26th of March. Check it out. Uh, just go to the Bike SA website. Um, we've uh, got Max Michelani coming up on the show. I just want to quickly touch on the golf. One of my favourite tournaments is coming up. The Players' Championship tees off on Thursday night as well at TPC Sawgrass. It's one of the richest tournaments apart from the majors. Um, this is an unofficial major, is that right? Uh, yeah, the, yeah, that's right. Basically, basically the, the, fifth the purse is $25 million. Um, the winner gets $4.5 million. Cam Smith won it last year. He cannot defend that title. But Why not? With Live Golf, because uh, he's playing Live Golf. But with Live Golf and Rory McIlroy has been so against Live Golf. Have a listen to what Rory said. The emergence of Live or the emergence of a competitor to the PGA Tour has benefited everyone that plays elite professional golf. When you've been the biggest golf league in the biggest market in the world for the last 60 years, there's not a lot of incentive to innovate. And this has caused a ton of innovation at the PGA Tour. And what was quite a, I'd say, an antiquated system is being revamped to try to, you know, mirror where we're at in the world in the 21st century with, you know, the media landscape. And, you know, the PGA Tour isn't just competing with live golf or other sports, it's competing with Instagram and TikTok and everything else that's trying to take eyeballs away from the PGA Tour as a product. So is what's live coming along. It's definitely had a massive impact on the game, but I think everyone as a professional golfer is, is going to benefit from it going forward. First bit of positive things out of Rory's mouth about live. Very pragmatic. It's a mm. major swing for those who haven't followed the story that Rory could be more opposed to live golf. And we're trying to think as to why and get the feeling. His appreciation for the traditions of golf have been very strong and have probably preceded him in his yep. views. But either someone's got in his ear or he's taken a bit of a reflection and just looked at it and thought, I'm not going to be able to change it by treating people differently and abusing it. But well done the way he spoke. I thought he was outstanding and life changes. Move on. Move with the times. But uh, he can still be Rory and be the best version of him. He can be part of the show as well. Text in 0427 154. One double six. Who is your favourite female athlete? Athlete, let us know. Also, what are your thoughts on live golf? We might just touch on that a little bit uh, coming up on the show as well. But can't wait to speak to this young man coming up, Max Michelani from the Crows here on the summer edition. 
of Sports ASA, thanks to the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Lumo Energy SA, 100% Australian-owned, with energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. You're listening to Sports Day. You're listening to the summer edition of Sports Day SA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Paul Bonzer, Twig Rawlings with you and... Twig, um, a bit of lost in the wash now. We're going to talk about all the things we forgot about. Uh, Toolkit Depot, your trade pro partner. Toolkit Depot is your one-stop shop to get back on the tools. Sports Day SA. It's a beautiful day. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SEN SA. Max Michelani coming up from the Crows as well. We'll speak to him very, very shortly. And we're talking about golf and the Players' Championship just before uh, the break. And... The Live Tour, they've made some changes, and this is what Rory McIlroy was saying. Next, so 2024, this will come in. They're going to have eight invitational, is the word I'm looking for, Twig, eight invitational tournaments and limit the players to 70 or 80 players and no cut and big money. So that sounds a lot like Live to me. It does, and you can either resist it or you can pick up on what's been put down and try and compete against it. Because golf's been unbelievably traditional with no change. As long as you and I have been yep. watching golf, it's been cut. It's been these traditions, this when it happens, yep. and nothing threatens anything else. But it's incredible what lives come in and the impact it's had without really hitting the ground, put the rub on the road just yet. It's, Correct. It's going to be amazing to watch. But I look forward to seeing how the PGA looks. But to have no cut and – just eight invitationals, it's going to be quality golf, you would think. Yeah, and I think this tournament, the players, um, just keep an eye on Jason Day and um, Xander Schaffler. They're, they're two very straight hitters of the golf ball, and you need to hit the golf ball straight around this course. So um, I think they're a good chance. I'm a fan of Schaffler. Yep. Good player. Yep. Um, do, you we... get up, do you get up early to watch it? I do. Yep. I do. What's your sort of rough time you'll wake up to Six-ish. watch Six-ish. Yeah. I'll watch a bit before I go fall asleep. and oh, yeah. I'm, I'm brilliant the night before going, no, I'm yeah. up early. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Up yeah. at five. <laughs> and I'll get up at 6.45. I'm watching two hours before I'm going to go to the club. <laughs> hey, speaking of sample, uh, we weren't, but we are now. Um, Matty Daldig was on the show last night. Good man. I want you to listen to this. Gage Sheedy was the coach the last two years. He hasn't lost. Does he lose the title of state coach now that Twig Rawlings is the premiership coach? <laughs> Well, it's currently in discussion notes oh. here at the offices. We're, we're pretty close to announcement. Now, the premiership coach, there's no rule that they automatically get the job. Um, and as you said, Sheets has done an unbelievable job. He's unbelievable player. And then he comes in and coaches two wins. So he's done nothing wrong. But we'll talk to Jay, both Jades, see how they feel about, about the role. So, premiership coach of the Norwood Footy Club, um, you keen to take the state job off? Off sheets? I'm not keen to take anything off anyone, Paul. <laughs> um, Toss a coin? I've spoken to the SNFL yes. about just what's the models going to look like, given yep. Yep. I was un- unaware of the, yes. the premiership factor and didn't know how it all worked. And I worked with Sheeds last year and really enjoyed mm. it. So it's there's been discussion around what the model could look like moving forward. So, well, yeah, we're in those discussions at the moment and 
Um, not far from settling on what it'll look like. I did get – we thrown you on the bus there. <laughs> you had no idea that was coming up. Um, I did float the idea. Well, we've got joint captains in some clubs. What about joint coaches for the first time? Oh, live Groundbreaking. Golf. Live golf. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I think the one of the things I really enjoyed being part of the program last year was the value that the players and staff and SNFLs that competition had on that game yep. and on representing the state. And I was so impressed that every player that got offered the opportunity to be part of the squad jumped at it. Now, not and, all were able to participate because of injury or some non-selection, but I yes. loved their enthusiasm for it. Yeah, you only got to listen to men's talk about it. He loves it. He's keen as mustard to go around again. Um, so... Uh, yeah, good luck, mate. I hope um, that works itself out in the next couple of weeks. But sure either way, I'm sure you'll be involved at some level. Hey, you had your first trial game on the weekend against the Doggies. Uh, you had a bit of a win, and not that that means much in a trial game, but how did how did your team go? Uh, mixed bag. Yeah, yep. we probably jumped out of the blocks. Probably Central's played better than us in the second quarter. Felt a bit uncomfortable how we were going about it, but our second half was really strong. So we were able to expose seven guys, I think, played their first senior Level game for Norwood, which was pleasing. Uh, yeah, the, we had a really stressful situation. Now, Jack Saunders, one of our players who's returned from Hawthorne, had an incident where he got hit in the head, unfortunately, right. by one of our players, a hip, unfortunately, and uh, it required an ambulance to come out onto the ground. Oh, wow. So it was quite confronting and, uh, yeah, really well handled medically. Yes. But, you know, I've only I've been two games in my coaching career where an ambulance has been on the ground. It was the first time I was one of our players. So that was a unique experience and not ideal. Watching well, – you go through a really morally challenged situation, Bonds, because you're looking at a player who's an unknown state. Mm. That was scary. And then an ambulance isn't the greatest indication no. of their health. And then you're talking about moving on, not focusing on the players. Let's keep the game going. So it was a really awkward one to deal with. But I thought all and sundry, Oppo included – uh, Paul Thomas's leadership and the managers of both clubs and the players were very tasteful and handled the situation very well. So that was unfortunate, but uh, really healthy uh, time for us to compete and yep. get a bit of a line on where individuals are at. And you're always keen to roan test your way of playing and how's it going to stack up and the improvements you've tried to make. So we got a little bit of feedback through that. And how's Jack? He's okay. Yeah. I spoke to him this afternoon and. Yeah, there'll be concussion protocols, of obviously, course. with the – not that you've seen the incident, but it was a severe head knock. And, yeah, he'll be a little couple of weeks, I would have thought, based upon the rate of recovery at the moment. But, yeah, as I spoke to him today, I think it's new ground for him that there's no control from he or I yes. with when he can play. Yes. There are protocols that which, are overseen by other people that will guide when he's ready to come Which back. is great. Um, Nord fans, uh, just for them, who impressed you from your lot? Oh, I just I was pleased our leaders that yeah. when the game was just not quite looking the way it was supposed to, that Hamilton, Kennelly, Boyd in particular were players that really stood up to that situation and had a presence. But we were really pleased. Tristan Binder, who was a guy who played for us in 2021 but didn't figure as much last year, a disappointing year. Mm. We played him in the reserves in the first half and we said we'd remove two players from the reserves to play in the seniors. And because Jack Saunders' incident happened in the first quarter, Binder came into the game and – he ended up playing five quarters, I think, kick six for the day, three in the twos and or three in the reserves and three in the seniors. So it was pleasing to see him. Uh, Lenny Pascoe, who's played a little bit for us in 21. Only Cold couple, figure. Yeah, they love him down there. I get some really uh, strong feedback when Lenny's not selected. <laughs> uh, he's got some friends out there in the social media world. But that was good to see him perform. A couple of young players. Ollie yeah. Sanders, who's come over from Victoria, was quite good. Goy Locke, who were coached in a past life for Victoria, had a really good game. 
So now Jed Spence is a player who had a really good patch last year with us yes. and hurt his knee in the last game of the year and didn't figure in the finals. So, yeah, with some re- reasonable performances. So you'll mix up the team. You've got two more trial games before the start of the season. You'll mix up the team a little bit? Yeah, we want to offer as much opportunity as we can, but we're not going to give out opportunity lightly. Yep. That's the fine line. And we need to get Good our call. senior players conditioned and each club and coach will have a different view on how many games those their top end or the senior players will need. But I love to see the new guys as to who really wants to grab hold of an opportunity and ask the questions of the coaching group of what is what selection is going to look like. Generally, trial three is dress rehearsal for most clubs. Yes. Uh, and then from there, you launch into it. So it's a good part of the year. I think the three practice matches are the right amount at this level of footy and it conditions people for the fullness of the year. And normally... As you said, game three is the game that you do everything just about ready for game one. But you're playing the Eagles and you play them the following week. So you won't give everything away, will you? And I'm sure Sheeds will be in exactly oh, the same boat. Sheeds and I chatted and said, oh, do you want to look at trying to play someone else? Because we'd <laughs> yes. booked in that match before yes. the schedule come out. So there's probably a, a view that maybe the SNFL could schedule our third practice match for us in the future. To... It's happening to two other teams as well. I, yes, uh, I think Gunnell, South but... and uh, whoever they might be playing. Yes. a bit of a festival of footy with their yes. women's and – Men's team, so yeah, not ideal, but uh, far from uh, being an issue, end of the world sort of issue. I got a question for you without notice. The waffle are getting rid of the bounce. You think the sample should do the same thing? Oh, I'd lose no sleep over this stuff. I love the traditions of the game. I'm all about what just makes the game flow. Like we had a situation at three quarter time in the weekend. The bounce went right on the circle, or if not slightly outside. Our ruckman stopped. Their ruckman takes it, kicks inside fifty. Grace marks it. Siren goes, kick goal, and. You go far out. Like, keep competing, Ruckman, but seriously, it was out of the circle. Just recall it. So, I'm I'm very much what goes around comes around. There was some go away, some that won't. But I love the tradition of it. It does not worry me. Was there a good crowd out there? At uh, you played at Hisense, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, not really. It was, okay. It was okay. I don't really know what the baseline is for our practice. But generally, oh. at the parade, we have a reasonable turnout. But because it was a neutral ground for yeah. both, there's a few there, but not massive. Okay. Because I went to Thebby to watch North and the Eagles, and there was at least 500 people. It was a great, great yeah. crowd for a trial. Was that on the, on the Saturday? It wasn't Saturday. Mm. Yep. Mm. I've seen a few Friday night crowds at Debbie. It's been a reasonable sort of draw card. But, no, we play this week at High Sense again. So I think I mentioned last week because of the AFL footy on the parade in a couple of weeks' time, just trying to protect the surface as much as possible. So it would be interesting that West Adelaide have play – who they play? The Eagles before us. Yes. And then pretty much as their game ends, we run on the ground. We're in their rooms. Yep. It's quite an odd setup. Yes. Um, and we've made it work. We're well done to all clubs. Yeah, I'll give you those uh, games for the weekend if you want to go out and watch some Sandful trial games. North are playing South at Thebby at 12.30. All these games are on Saturday. Uh, Double header at Hisense. Eagles take West, take on West at 12.30. Then Sturt play Nord at 3 o'clock. And then out at X Convenience Oval, Central's take on Glenelg at 12.40. So... Um, should be decent weather. Get out to support your sample clubs over the weekend. A um, little bit of stuff before we talk to Max Michelani. Um, AFL predictions from you. Mm. Should we just run through them reasonably quickly? Uh, who do you think the Premiers are? I think Melbourne look really sharp. Yeah. There's, I yeah, thought they're secured a game. <laughs> Absolutely biased, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's gonna, who is Melbourne going to beat in the grand final? Look at Richmond. Uh, Geelong are the team for me that will still go well. Yep. It's always easy to say the previous year's Premier will go well. But Hawkins' slow start will be a little bit of a prickly point for them and no Selwood, but 
They are deep. Um, Ollie Henry comes in. Jack Bowes comes in. Uh, young Bruin, Tanner Bruin comes in. So and one of their draft picks, I think Jai Clark was pick eight. One emerge. You just don't know. So I just thought the D's look sharp in the okay. match simulation against the Saints. But, geez, their stuff against Richmond was good. I watched the, the KO Mini the other day. And when I see them handballing and sharing the ball, when I see them being aggressive with how they kick inside 50, you go, oh, that's what it looked like in 21. They look and, good. And they look fit. Wooden spoon? You know, I'm, I don't mean to be offensive. I hate this sort of prediction. I just think the Hawks are going to be so young that it demands of the game. They are one or two injury away from a senior player. It could ask a lot of their youth, and that's not a criticism. I think that what they've done is admirable. They've cut deep, but the this game is so ruthless. And when you get into May and into June and teams have really found their groove, and then if you just have an off game and you get it beat up, the mental side of the challenge for the coaching as much as the playing group can be really challenging. So I I think Hawthorne uh, will pay dividends of the decisions they're making list-wise at the moment, but it could be a challenging year. All right. It hurts a little. Sorry, big, Paul. But that's okay. I'm former player too. Uh, rising star, um, is it Ashcroft? Is it that simple? I think it's easy. Who's these competitors? But immediately, who springs to mind? Is there any second-year players? That... Sheasel. Yeah. He's been good, Sheasel. The yeah. challenge he'll have is that can North – compete for long enough to put Sheasel on show. But um, oh, when you step into a, a VFL game last year as Ashcroft and just go whack, let alone AFL practice matches and go whack. It's All right. Let's uh, – we've, we've got him on the line. Okay, Max Michelani is going to join us from the Adelaide Crows. Looking forward to having a uh, talk to the draftee. Our next guest is brought to us by Pocket Change Mobile Plans with Mate. $1 per month for three months with Mate Mobile Plans. Make the switch today. Sports Day SA on Cruise thirteen twenty three and sixteen twenty nine SEN SA from the Adelaide Football Club. It's the Young Gun Max Michelani. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, now, obviously, we've got your, your old coach here um, sitting here. Um, do you think he was he treated you well last year? That was my first question. <laughs> yeah, nah. Obviously, love my time at Norwood, and I don't think I'd be in the position I am in right now if it wasn't for Twig. Uh, good on you, Max. Uh, it's very well set up between you and I that you'd say that, uh, mate. How was Perth? Your first experience as an AFL player to go over and be on a road trip for one, but also get to play. How was it for you? Yeah, obviously it was great. Um, spent a lot of time with the boys, so it was good to get to know them. Um, and obviously we uh, played pretty well over there as well. So it was good to build some momentum um, and belief leading into round one. And what about for yourself? How was it? What were your opponents like? What was the intensity spike like? Was it how it felt at training or was it a level above what you've been used to? Um, yeah, I guess you could say it was a little bit of a step up. Um, I got a, bit, a, a good taste of it at a match gym at the Crows. But um, yeah, obviously I stood some good opponents down there, spent a fair bit of time on Liam Ryan, which was good. Um, it was a good learning experience and I think I got a lot out of it. Did Liam get into you a little bit because you were the new boy? Did he uh, did he stir you up a little bit or did he was he quite respectful respectful for, towards you? Yeah, no. Nah, thankfully, he left me alone and was, <laughs> yeah, pretty respectful. And, um, no, nah, it was good fun. Max, you had an interesting year last year that I think you played in every possible grade possible at Norwood and the 18s reserves and seniors. You played the state... Pathway program you played for AIS. It was an incredible year and you dealt with it amazingly well. How was the year for you in, in readiness to be an AFL player, did you feel? Um, 
yeah, obviously last year was um, a re- really good learning experience, I suppose. I played with a lot of different players, um, at, yeah, a lot of different levels, which was good for me. Um, I guess it really helped um, me as a teammate, um, you know, getting to know your teammates and kind of doing the team thing as well. So, um, yeah, I think it fast-tracked my development a little bit, um, which has, yeah, held me in good stead for this year. And one of the things that people may or may not have known was because of the father-son rule that Adelaide did have access to you before the draft, you were able to get a bit of exposure to training at AFL level and you had a minor setback at your ankle, but how was that in also readiness for the pre-season, knowing what was probably going to come your way from a training sense? Yeah, it was good to get a little bit of a taste of, you know, what the club was about before I was even drafted there um, and obviously helped me build some relationships as well in my time. So, um, yeah, I was pretty fortunate to come into the club knowing a few people, um, which I guess helped my first official day down at the club. So that that obviously gives you an idea of what the club's going to be like. But what are you your what were your expectations going into the club, and was there anything that really surprised you? Um, is this for the first time I've been down yeah. there, or the yeah. first time this year? Well, the first time this year. Um, yeah, obviously I had a good taste at how hard they are as trainers. Um, I feel like they, you know, really put their head down and put in the work during the pre-season, um, which was really exciting to see from my perspective. Um, I suppose I knew it was going to be tough leading into my first pre-season, but I think I embraced it and, um, yeah, I've gotten a lot out of it. A lot of good people down there helped me out. So, um, yeah, it's been good. And, Max, what's been the phase of your game you've been looking to add for our listeners who are still unfamiliar with you, that you're a high-level competitor, you've got great flexibility and speed with who you can play on down back. What's been the layer of your game you probably feel like you want to add to what you already do to be ready to play AFL? Um, I think oh, probably the obvious thing is getting my body right. Um, I think I'm a leaner type build, so, you know, putting on that size um, and getting a lot stronger so I am able to send um, those big key position players if I have to um, at that top level um, and also just getting fitter. You know, obviously um, AFL footy goes at a much faster pace, so um, being able to run out of games um, is something that, you know, I was focusing on and, um, yeah, hopefully I've done the work. Which teammate down at the Crows has impressed you the most as far as the way they train and, and the way they hold themselves around the club? Yeah, there's a couple that come to mind straight away. Ben Keys and Riley O'Brien um, are probably one of the hardest trainers I've ever seen, really. Um, they're really professional about how they go about it. You know, they're always doing extras, always getting their body right. Um, so, yeah, I guess kind of just watching what they're doing and trying to implement a bit of their preparation and putting it into mine um, is something that I think will help me in the long run. Now, Max, one of your personal strengths in my view is your, your personality and your great temperament. You're just such a great guy to be around. How's life changed being an AFL player? I get the feeling it won't change much for you in your own mind, but is there anything that's bobbed up in life that feels different now you're on an AFL list? Uh, no, well, thanks for that, Twig. Um, but not not a whole lot. You know, I've still got my same friends, um, the same hobbies. Um, but, yeah, obviously it's a little bit different. You know, all of a sudden you're doing radio interviews and you're doing a lot of media stuff. Um, so that's probably the only change. Um, I'm pretty fortunate that, you know, I can play footy for a living now. Um, but, yeah, as I said, not a whole lot's changed outside of that. I'll just ask you to be ready for when you make your debut. There'll be fifty to 60,000 people who have some free <laughs> feedback for you, Max. Just be ready for that bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I look forward to it. <laughs> what about the what about the first paycheck, Max? Did you blow it on anything in particular? Did you go out and buy a new PlayStation? What what did you spend your first paycheck on? Um, nah. I've pretty much just been saving it all up. Um, there's nothing I really need. I'm still living at home um with a family, so um thankfully they've taken good care of me. Um but nah, most of it's all in the savings. And Max, just in relation to round one, uh, you've had the taste. I'm sure you got some feedback from your coaches and we're still a little way out and I'm never going to probably give you a heads up too early. But do you feel that you're in that mix that should be considered or hopefully considered for the round one selection? Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of boys all pushing for that round one spot. Um, but, yeah, obviously I don't want to look too far into it. You know, just focus on training well these next um, couple of weeks and getting my body right. Um, and then, yeah, Hopefully it all goes to plan um, and we'll go from there. No, supporters would know your father, Jim, very well. What sort of influence has he been on your career? Um, yeah, he's been great for me personally. Um, growing up in Sejuna, he was the um, team coach for me and my three brothers. So I guess he's kind of taught me all the basics of footy. Um, he's come to all my games. He's really supportive. Gives me you know, some feedback when I need it. So, um, yeah, definitely without him, I probably wouldn't be here either. And what about uh, other players? Do you not model yourself on other players, but is there any players in the AFL that you'd love to watch play footy? Yeah, well, yeah, growing up as a Crows supporter, I really liked how Tom Dude went a doubter. I feel like he was, you know, pretty defensive-minded, but he'd also, you know, peel off and take some nice intercept marks, which is something that, you know, I want to kind of implement into my game. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of players around the league, you know, Jake Lever, those intercepting types. Um, and then also I try and you know provide some runoff half back that a lot of a lot of players can do. Yeah, Twig's just nodding his head, going, "Yeah, that's the type of player he is." Yeah. That's a, um, what about away from the club? What do you do to relax away from footy, or you are just one hundred percent footy at the moment? Um, oh, not one hundred percent footy. I feel like I'm trying my best at it and um, and working as hard as I can. Um, but I'm trying to get into a bit of golf. A lot of the boys down at the club like to play golf. Um, still play a little bit of PlayStation. Um, I feel like that's a good social thing to catch up with some friends that you probably don't see as much. Um, but outside of that, uni's just started up as well, so getting into that and yeah, outside of that, it's pretty much just footy. What are you studying at uni? Uh, I'm studying construction management at uni SA, so I'm already a year down and just going into my second year now. Um, but, yeah, it's been pretty enjoyable so far. Well, look, we appreciate you coming on the show. We wish you all the best of luck, and hopefully you can lock away a spot for round one, mate, and make your debut. If it's not round one, I'm sure it won't be far away. And thanks for joining us. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Good on you, Max. Twig, a couple of things that I noticed straight away from Max is the tone of his voice. He sounds young. He sounds really young, but at the same time, quite composed and level-headed. Uh, he's a star. I've got so much time for that boy because he's so respectful. The way we just heard him speak is the way he is every day. Yep. He might come across as young, but he's respectful. He's enthusiastic. He's a hard worker and he's a great teammate. And I've said to you off air, no matter what level he plays at, he plays the same way because he just plays values and plays footy. Yep. And he's got a great family. I'm lucky enough to meet Jim and, and last year and the support – Jim gives him based upon the predictable outcome of Max getting drafted. Never once interfered. I was very grateful for the support of Norwood towards Max and in his development. And we played our part for where we fitted into his year. But 
a outstanding young man and still got great relationships with a few of our players and uh, they really, our players genuinely support Max and wish him well for his AFL career. Can you see him playing round one? Yeah, I can. I, but I I haven't seen enough of the Crows to know who he's competing against. But if it's round one, round four, round eight, it don't matter. He just plays and he'll play yeah. well and he'll have a couple of parts of his game that will uh, get exposed just from an experience. But I think they'll be pleasantly surprised. Once he goes in, it wouldn't shock me if he don't go, go out for a while. That's great. Uh, he was brought to us by Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads, tirepower.com.au. Now, Twig, we're almost out of time. Um, it's been great having you here across the summer. This is our last week of the summer edition of Sports ASA. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks, Bonds. I really have, man. Thank you to you, the way you've been a good teammate and brought me into it. I just want to thank Sam Fantasia as well, our producer. Uh, it's been a really enjoyable part of my week to come in of a Wednesday and talk sport. And, yeah. Uh, work with you boys. It's been very enjoyable, so thank you. Well, have a great uh, year again. You can't do much better than what you did last year and uh, all the best with Norwood and your future endeavours and I'm sure we'll catch up with you soon over the footy season. Hopefully, Bond's good on you, mate. Thank you. Thanks for everyone for listening and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Men's is back tomorrow and here on the summer edition of Sports Day SA. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Lumo Energy SA. 100% Australian-owned. With energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. You're listening to Sports Day.